Welcome to this week's edition of the Property Buyer and Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Hume, and I'm here to take you through the very latest news and views, hints, tips, and tricks to help you on your property journey. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Property Buyer and Sellers Podcast. I hope you're all very well today. And a few things I want to talk about today. The most common questions that I've been asked over since actually coming back from the new year, since January, since the beginning of January, I should say, is should I increase my rent, number one, or should I sell my buy-to-let, number two? They're the most common questions and how to go about selling the buy-to-let with a tenant in situ. So I'm going to cover those for you today, but let's start with a few headlines. And first of all, uh, just right on that topic, the first one is in the Times and it's right move. Again, UK's biggest website has revealed the average rent outside London has reached £1,172 per calendar month. Now, this is an increase of nearly 10% since the start of 2022. Meanwhile, the average rent now stands at a record £2,480 per calendar month in London, while inner London rents have broken the £3,000 a month barrier for the first time. Rightmove also said that compared with this time a year ago, there are 13% more homes available to rent, the biggest annual rise since 2013, while the number of would-be renters leaving their details with letting agencies up by only 7%. The demand from tenants is still 53% above where it was before the pandemic, while the number of properties available to rent has fallen by 38% since 2019. Tim Bannister, Rightmove's head of data, said the pandemic had triggered a once-in-a-generation rethink of how and where people lived. He added that more recently, higher mortgage rates had prompted many would-be purchasers, especially first-time buyers, to put their plans on hold and look at renting. As a result, Rightmove is forecasting that rents in the UK will climb a further 5% this year. Well, we would echo that and say that we would expect at least another 5%. Our experience at the moment is that there's huge rental demand, but also on top of the usual crowd, so to speak, the people that regularly rent, we have, of course, the first-time buyers, as Tim alludes to there. Um, But apart from that, we also have a huge number of insurers looking to house people, and they're struggling to find suitable accommodation for their tenants. So we have a number of insurers that are quite often prepared to gazump the existing tenant market in order to house people that have had floods or fires or tragedies in their own houses. Uh, So interesting times ahead, uh, but certainly really, really tough if you're a tenant. Um, Mortgages. The former Bank of England chief, Andy Haldane, has warned of more pain to come from rising rates. Now, this is an article in the Daily Mirror. Uh, He also predicts that real wages will fall again in the next year due to high inflation. With the bank forecast to hike its main interest rate from 3.5 to 4% next week, that's on the 2nd of February, as it looks to call inflation, Mr Haldane said, it is painful and I fear there's more pain to come as those mortgage rate rises from last year begin to hit people's bank accounts over this year. He told Radio 4's Today programme that households and businesses have faced a terrible double whammy of the pandemic and high cost of living. He said there's been a lost decade and a half in terms of pay rises and inflation in justed terms, going on to say that 2022 saw a real pay fall and we're most likely to see the same happen again. This, he added, is putting acute financial stress and indeed mental stress on many households. I'd second that. There's no doubt about that. An article in The Times says buyers are paying a premium for homes built at a higher altitude. (laughs) It looks at why houses built on higher ground are increasingly more popular with figures showing buyers pay an average of 
That's the premium that they pay on top of the price uh, for a home built at higher altitude. Property Portal on the market looked at properties in the top 25% for altitude in the UK and found a large price gap. Well, of course, that would include places such as the Lake District, where the panoramic views of the higher houses would, of course, uh, command a much higher view. And places like central London, of course, as well, where we'd see fantastic views as you get higher up the blocks. Now, as far as the... um, two topics for today are concerned. I want to start with rent increases because it's a delicate subject. And should I increase my rent um, for my tenants? Now, this is a question that's come mostly from the smaller landlord. Now, contrary to popular belief, if you're a onlooker at this subject and you're not actually involved, you may not know, but the average landlord is not the devil incarnate as the general media would have you believe. They're just a normal person like anybody else that's decided to invest in property as a hedge against inflation in order to grow wealth for their families, often for reasons of retirement. They're going to use it as an income in retirement or to fund their children's education. And what better reason, in my view? Um, But I think landlords are often vilified and we need to get some perspective there. They've just chosen this as a business option in order to look after their family outside of their own income. And why not? And many have found it successful and many not so. So the question then comes, most landlords rents, are they currently up with the current rental yields? The answer is no, they're not. Most definitely not. And many landlords, especially the smaller landlords, find tenants move in and they stay for several years on average because rents go up and landlords tend not to increase their rents year on year. So tenants fall behind the curve. And when they do go out to look and say, oh, I fancy a move now, actually, it's far more expensive than the property they're currently living in. And therefore, they stay put. So over the years, if the rent is not increased, then what happens is that the landlord falls behind in terms of inflation. And then, of course, that's not really a problem as long as interest rates are low and the landlord's costs are not increasing significantly. But here's the dilemma. This year, with interest rates trebling for many landlords, they're finding that their rental income is less than their outgoings. This is true for many landlords. We actually had one, in fact, just last week that increased the tenant's rent by £300 per calendar month, which is awful for the tenant, of course, and and our heart went out to the tenant. But the reality for them was that their mortgage costs had gone up by £600 per month. So they were still minus 300 all in the scheme of that rent rise. So if you're in that position where you're thinking, should I increase the rent or should I not? There are a number of considerations. Of course, the first thing should be your tenant and their circumstances. Is the tenant in a situation that is tenable? You know, is it something that you feel you can realistically live with in terms of the current rent levels because of their circumstances might be particularly that they're facing hardship for reasons of health or financial issues? And many landlords do morally the right thing in those circumstances and hold off on any rent increases that they would have done otherwise or flip side. Your tenant's in a reasonably good position. They're in work. There's more than one person working. Perhaps you feel that the time is right. The problem for most landlords is having not increased the rent for many years, they've fallen so far behind the curve that actually it's really tricky now to get their rents to current market levels. So what can they do and how do they do it? Well, number one piece of advice is go to right move, look at properties to rent, ping in the postcode of the property that you're renting, include ones that are already let, and then have a look at what properties are renting for in the area of your property. And that will give you an idea of the current rental rates. Now look at your current rate and look at the new rental rates. So let's say, for instance, the typical scenario that I'm finding is that tenants have been in situ for four or five years. The rent was £1,000 per calendar month initially. 
and the new rent is just for round figure sake for this put these purposes to illustrate a point is now one thousand five hundred pounds per calendar month so the rental increase is fifty percent overall but actually if you took it by the year it's much lower than that unfortunately our landlords rarely take a business case view they're more likely to be kind to the tenants and say all oh, the tenants have been good let's let's leave them there but now they find themselves in a dilemma where their mortgage costs are doubling or trebling and they need to increase the rent so what do they do they find that the rent on the open market would be 1500 pounds per calendar month their current rent is 1000 if they like their tenants and they don't wish to be too harsh and they can afford to do it and this depends on whether they own the property in cash whether they have a small mortgage or a large mortgage then they could split the difference by increasing the rent to 1250 and explaining to the tenant why. I would always advise having a conversation with a tenant ahead of serving a rent increase. We'll come on to how uh, you do that in a second. But I would always advise having a good discussion with your tenants, first of all, to see where that lands. If you don't like your tenants and for whatever reason you found that you don't like their behavior, their attitude or the way that they're looking after your property or the regularity of payments, then I would put the rent up to the maximum, the current market rate, because they're more likely to leave on that basis. Incidentally, also, if you're looking to sell, you should increase the market rate, because if you don't increase the market rate, then you'll find that tenants have no incentive to go when you need them to go because you're selling. So I would always suggest that you need to increase the rent in order that tenants can see things within a range that they're currently paying on the open market so that there's no benefit for them in staying put. Because as long as your rent is substantially discounting from the current market rate, the tenants have no incentive to leave. Now, this does depend entirely on the relationship you hold with your tenant if you're selling. And we'll come on to that separately. But first thing is then consideration of tenant circumstances. That's number one. Second thing is consideration of your circumstances. Do you own in cash? Do you need the extra money? How much extra money do you need? Are you mortgaged up to the hilt and therefore you're currently in minus? So therefore you have no choice but to increase to the market rent. Um, these are all considerations. And the truth is that most people will compromise somewhere between the two. So let's say you agree a figure of £1,250. The next thing I would say is in our experience, you're quite likely to experience an increase in maintenance requests when you put in a substantial rent increase. Um, this is the rebellion on the part of the tenants sometimes in their way of saying, well, you know, if I've got to pay this, then you've got to do that. So expect an increase in, in maintenance requests from tenants when you increase rent. This is quite normal and in our experience tends to settle down quite quickly. Now, the next question comes and this is the big one that everybody's asking. Should I keep or should I sell my buy to let property? OK, well, let's look at the pros and look at the cons. First of all, keeping it. As we've experienced so far with inflation going wild, it's one of the best hedges against inflation you could possibly have. We've seen rents rise in line and indeed in some cases above inflation. And this has been a great protection for landlords looking for income, particularly in retirement and particularly in the case of where you really do need that extra cash and you're holding the property in cash. Uh, the reasons you might want to keep hold of it are also the fact that the capital value over time tends to increase because they're not making any more land. You know, the old adage, buy land, they're not making any more. Well, it's true. And we're not building enough homes. So over time, property values tend to rise substantively, even if in the short term we may not see a great capital gain. But you do end up with in this kind of market almost guaranteed rent rises because rents are just continuing to increase unabated. Now, 
should you sell the that's the pros for keeping the property and of course the other consideration is how you hold the property if you hold the property in a limited company then it's much more lucrative than if you don't for most people due to section 24 and this is the ability to offset the whole of the interest payments against tax if you hold it in your personal name you can only set off 20% of your income interest payments against tax meaning that you have to pay tax on money that you haven't actually seen in your income, which is a bit of a frustration for many landlords. And one of the reasons many landlords have exited the sector. So the reduction of tax relief under Section 24 is a reason that you might consider selling. Um, Another reason that you might consider selling is the increasing capital gains tax rates. Although, as we've illustrated before, there's not a massive difference between the new rates and the old for most people. So I don't think that you should base your um, decision on whether to sell on that or not. And the final thing on pros and cons of, of selling or keeping is how much hassle has it been for you? If it's a lot of hassle and you're uncomfortable with that, you could opt for a managing agent. Um, managing agents, if they're professional and good, can be worth their weight in gold because they take the pressure off of you for compliance, collect the rent, monitor the rent collection, chase the rent when it's late and take you right out of the loop. So all you receive is one email once a month showing you that the rent has come in, which can be a great relief for many landlords. And certainly it's something that we do for our landlords here. Watch out for managing agents who charge a percentage of maintenance and repairs, which many do. uh, And this gives them an incentive then to carry out works which might not be entirely necessary. So that's a thing to look out for. So the pros of selling would be putting the cash in the bank and that cash, whatever equity you hold, the question you should be asking yourself is, what will you now do with that cash? Because if the answer is you have something to do with that cash, such as maybe you want that round the world cruise, or maybe you want to clear your own mortgage on your property, um, on the pre- your family home rather than your buy to let, or you want to help your children onto the property ladder, then these are all very good and, and very valid reasons. So you've got to then weigh that against the fact, do you want that inflation hedge? Do you want that retirement income? Do you want that capital value increase, which will inevitably come over time? These are very personal decisions and difficult to say. But for many landlords, the choice has been forced upon them by ever increasing rates plus Section 24, meaning that it's no longer profitable and they're actually going into reverse. So we're expecting and already seeing a large number of buy-to-let landlords coming to sell this year. So if you have a tenant in situ and you're thinking about selling, number one would be make sure that the rent is at or near the current market level. If you don't do that, then you're giving your tenant no incentive to move. And this really does depend on the relationship you have with a tenant, which becomes crucial at this point. Once you've decided to sell, you really need to know whether you're going to get cooperation from your tenants in terms of number one, access. If your estate agent can't access the property for viewings, you're likely to get less money or no money in terms of offers. Because if people can't access the property, either you're going to get a buy to let land or come in with a cheeky low offer or you're not going to get any offer at all. So make sure that, first of all, you need dialogue. And it's all about dialogue, really, in our experience with your tenants. The first thing you need to do is approach them, explain to them what you're doing and why you're doing it. If you have a nice relationship with your tenants, you might want to say to them, look, I will keep the rent at the same level now. You should be aware that the new level is this, but I'm not going to take it up to that level because I'm aware that that would be really difficult for you. But it is on the unwritten understanding that you will vacate when we need you to because a buyer needs to move in and we will serve you a section 21 notice requiring possession which is a two-month notice in order to make that happen and at the expiry of that notice 
um, we'll need you to leave. If tenants agree that, you might consider that's a price worth paying with the lower rent. The other option you have is to increase the rent by serving a Section 13 notice and then turn a blind eye to the increase so that although the arrears are there, you're writing off the difference of those arrears. But if the tenant stays put after the notice is expired, then you will look for both the arrears over the months plus the new rent from the tenants in order to incentivize them to get out. Because you see, the problem is this. If you leave the rent, let's say at a thousand pounds where the current market is one thousand five hundred. When you've sold the property and the tenants are looking out and they've got to pay £500 per calendar month more for another property, they're in no hurry to leave. In fact, quite the opposite. And if you have to evict them, that eviction process will take anywhere between six and 18 months if it goes well, um, because the courts are very slow and things are really, really tough out there as far as the courts are concerned. Most local authorities, if tenants ask, will advise their tenants to stay put until evicted. So the relationship between landlord and tenant at the point of sale is really delicate and needs to be handled very sensitively. Any good estate agent that's selling will also be looking to build a relationship with that tenant. And that relationship will be things like agreeing when and how viewings will take place. It's very important that you don't uh, just go in with your size 10s on if you're a selling agent, you know, that you have an agreement with that tenant about when you'll go in, how you'll go in. What we normally do is say, look, you know, what we need is access on, let's say, a Saturday. Can you give us a window between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon when we can access for viewings? Of course, we'll still give you 24 hours notice, text and email you whatever you prefer or both. Um, but that way, everybody understands when the viewings are taking place. The tenants can get out of your way. You can carry on with the viewings and hopefully that will lead to a smooth sale for you. Now, on to how you serve a rent increase. Now, rent increases, this depends on where you are, what kind of tenancy you are. But for most people, most small landlords are on what we call a statutory periodic tenancy. This means the existing tenancy has ran out and the tenancy is rolling over, which means the terms of the original tenancy remain in force, except the tenant can give the landlord one month's notice at any time and the landlord can give the tenant two months notice from the rent due date at any time. Now, in terms of rent increase, you can only do one rent increase a year and it has to be outside of that initial term. So if you have a contract and that contract is currently live, then you have to wait until the end of that contract before you can extend or change the rental price. The easiest way to change the rent is via a Section 13 notice, which you can find on the HMRC website. Just make sure you fill it in properly and carefully so that it's correct. And what you need to do is write in there the name of the landlord, the address of the property, the address of the landlord, the amount that rent is now, the amount you wish to increase it from, when you wish to increase it from, and make sure there's a month's gap from the rent due date to the new rent due date plus whatever days are in between. So, for instance, if you're on the 18th of the month, the rent falls due on the 1st, then you serve on the 18th of, on the 1st of, and say the rent falls due on the 1st of February, then you serve on the 18th, but the first date that could come live would be the 1st of March, because the 1st of February would be the first time you could officially serve it effectively for the following month. So make sure you follow the rules carefully if you're doing a rent increase notice. And in my view, have dialogue with your tenants if you can, first of all. And as I've already said, expect to see possibly some increased maintenance requests in the interim. So I hope that's helpful to you. And in answer to the question, should you buy or sell? This is very personal. You need to ask yourself if you are taking a substantial sum out after taxes, what will you do with that money and how will that impact on your lives? And is that better for you than the existing situation of the rental income coming in and how that might impact on your lives longer term? 
for many of my landlords, they're looking forward to retirement and income from their buy-to-let properties and wouldn't dream of selling it because they can't get such a high-yielding asset in the bank. Um, you know, cash in the bank these days is earning still relatively low yields compared with most buy-to-lets, and therefore most landlords are sticking with the game, so to speak. But if you are one that finds that it's too marginal for you or you're finding that you're delving into your salary in order to fund your buy-to-let, then something is wrong. You need to consider either increasing the rent or selling your buy-to-let. And we're experts in that. So if you need to do it, do get in touch. Ken at jamesalexander.com or give me a call 0208-679-8601. I hope that's helpful to you. Whatever you decide, good luck to you. Do email us in at the Property Buyer and Sellers podcast. Just email Ken at jamesalexander.com, as I mentioned. And we'd be interested to see how you get on, how your experiences are with your tenants. We wish you all the best. Thanks for listening this week. Hope you have a great week. We'll be back next week with another edition. Until then, look after yourselves and if you can, your family and friends. Ciao. Thank you so much for joining us on yet another edition of the Property Buyer and Sellers podcast. You can find out more at our website, jamesalexander.com. You can email me directly, ken at jamesalexander.com. We are estate agents and we can give you hints, tips, tricks and advice wherever you're buying, selling, moving to or from. Thanks to Ben Sounds for the intro and outro today and thanks to Jack Bowles for production.